Amen. Okay, so welcome to Elevate! 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 Uh, elevate. Uh, so great. Better not be late. 7 p.m. Forget the DM. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just, elevate! <laughs> what, what? Man, Kike's looking at me like, dude, that was just, that was horrible. But it's okay, Kiki. I know she secretly is like, man, dude, you need to have that SoundCloud. And trust me, I'm thinking about it. I'm really close to getting a SoundCloud. Right, babe? Just kidding. Thank you. Well, without further ado, we, well, we're about to get in our next sermon series. So if we can, our sermon series, sermon message. If you could put on the slide for me, please. The fall, wrath is coming. Everybody say, wrath is coming. Listen. We have a special surprise for you guys, and it's, it's better than money. This surprise is better than a free whip. This surprise is better than some free AirPods. I'm telling you right now, this surprise is Oscar Cardenas. Come on, my man. All right, just uh, this man right here, he's an SUM student, a deacon at our church. Also, he's a newly engaged man to a woman that's sitting in the second row, Cielo. And he has a word for you today. So uh, open your ears boop, and listen. Amen. 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 It's great to see you guys. First of all, uh, thank you to, of course, Joseph, but not only Joseph, but to all my leaders here at Metro Praise International uh, from there's some leaders that stuck around, some leaders that didn't, all right? But I just want to give thanksgiving, man, because it's such an honor to give you guys the word, first of all. And I just want to give you a little bit of my backstory, okay? So when I first came to Elevate, I was about 12 years old, turning 13, all right? I'm about to turn 23, so it's been a good minute, all right? But, but, but I was not consistent in my walk, okay? I backslid when I was 15, okay? So I backslid for about two years, came back when I was 18, but thank God that he brought me back, and I'm going strong once again, man. Because literally, I went through a 101, which some, some of you guys are in, and then I went into the 201 to then becoming a deacon to right away going to Bible college. It's been a trip, man, going left and right, but God has been doing things in my life, and I am so grateful. And I see that he does things in your life as well. And I hope through this message, you know, that you guys receive something, all right? So when we talk about the wrath of God, just so you know, it's a tough message, okay? I, got, I want you guys to prepare yourself, all right, because we're about to go on a trip on our favorite rocket ship. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, okay, so this trip, man, some people don't like this trip, okay? They come in with the mentality saying that this trip is going to suck, and then they end up liking it. Other people are going to like the trip because you've already been through this trip. Amen. And then there's going to be some of you that hate this trip in general, okay? And I'll pray for you if you do, okay? But we are talking about the wrath of God. This is a serious subject. Some people came and think about God and wrath, the two things being comparable, or even looking at it, how can a God have wrath? All right, we're going to go into it, all right? But first, I wanted to give you the definition of wrath, okay? So a strong, vengeful anger or indignation, which means anger aroused by something again unjust, unworthy, or mean, or punishment for an offense or a crime, okay? So yeah, God does that, all right? It's no joke, okay? I need you guys to take this serious. You're not going to take it serious at first, all right? But once we start reading... Some of you guys are going to feel bad, and if you do, amen, all right? That's the flesh feeling bad, all right? We're going to rebuke that, okay? 
But we just want to talk about last week, okay? So the wrath comes from what we talked about last week, from sin entering into the garden, sin entering in the world, all right? We disobeyed God. Adam and Eve disobeyed God because they ate from the tree that they weren't supposed to. So now they have the knowledge of good and evil. But guess what? Because of that, now they know what evil is. The flesh wants to be evil. It wants to follow. But... That's disobeying God. That is going against God. That's a disrespect to him. He hates that. He hates sin, all right? If you're in sin, raise your hand. Or if you have sinned before, raise your hand. And if you didn't raise your hand, then you're lying. So might as well raise your hand anyways. So, so yes, God, God has wrath. Okay, some of you guys are asking, how can he have wrath? Isn't he a loving God? Isn't he a graceful God? Isn't he a forgiving God? And yes, he is. Yes, he is. Right, but we do have to talk about, we do have to get down and dirty with this stuff, all right? But if you could turn quickly with me to Romans 5.12, okay? I'm about to tell you right now why you are sin, all right? So Romans 5.12, it says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people, because all sinned. How many people? So let's say all at once. That's right. Okay, so I sinned before. I am not sinning right now. Thank God. But God wants to destroy evil, okay? And this includes you. God wants to destroy you. Some of you guys are going like, dang, God wants to destroy me. Don't worry. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, all right? But yes, God wants to destroy all sin. It does not matter what the sin is, okay? Some of you guys might have just taken a candy bar down the street. But guess what? You're going to get the wrath of God because of that. But let me tell you, some of you guys be looking in the wrong places, all right? Yeah, you're going to get wrath because of that too, okay? We should not sin. We need to be right with God. We need to walk on a straight path. But how do we do that? Don't worry. We're going to find out in just a little bit, right? It's like a roller coaster. We got to build up to it. And then once we, get to the, once we start declining, you're going to raise your hands, all right? So we're going to go to Jeremiah 4.22, okay? And this is the word of God. This is what God is saying about you, okay? For those of you that don't know about the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is actually a pretty discouraging book. Jeremiah did not want to be a prophet for God, but yet he did it. He obeyed God. He did it. it was, it's actually pretty discouraging at first. But then, it gets, you know, you start to get that encouragement, right? He, ta- he tells you about the things you don't want to hear, right? Because here at this church, just so you know, we're not going to comfort you with the truth. Um, I mean, we are going to tell you the truth, but it is not comforting, okay? We are not going to tell you a lie. And if you want to hear a lie, you're at the wrong place. And, well, maybe you should walk out after I finish my message. I'm just, yeah, yeah, let me finish, all right? Some of you guys already want to get up and walk away. I'm just joking. So Jeremiah 4.22 says, My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding they are skilled in doing evil. They know, they know not how to do good. God says you are skilled at doing evil. You're good at it. You are good at it. Okay, I'm good at it. But I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. All right? But you are good at it, okay? He calls you senseless children because people want to do sin. All right, have you ever heard the phrase, I, I just want to do me or YOLO? That's what people say when they want to live in sin, all right? I don't believe in that. Okay, we're going to see what it gets you in a little bit, but it doesn't get you really far, all right? It's ridiculous. I actually hate that phrase. So when I hear people say yellow, I'm like, dang, you're stupid. 
YOLO, YOLO, you only live once. For those of you that don't know what that is, you only live once. I think it was in a song. I don't remember, man. It's too long ago. But, man, God calls us fools for doing evil. He calls you a fool. That, that should start ticking things in your head. You should go like, man, God's calling me a fool for doing evil. What, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? All right. Some of you guys aren't thinking that because you guys want to live in sin. And if you do, man, I'll pray for you because I don't want any of you to live in sin. Right? Because love is tough. Love is tough. When you hear things like this, you're saying, how can this be loving? But it's because we're telling you the truth. We're warning you. We're not going to water down the gospel just because you feel bad. Okay? If you feel bad, then guess what? The gospel is doing what it's supposed to do. Okay? But God wants to destroy that. He does not want that for your life. And if you want that for your life, then he is going to destroy your life. All right? God can destroy both soul and the body. Those of you that didn't clap, it's because you, you guys are scared. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right. But we're going to go to Genesis 1 real quick, and we're going to read verses 12 through 26. For those of you that don't know this, this is a dope passage. I actually really like this passage. It puts the fear of God in me. Right? So Sodom and Gomorrah is a city full of sin. And these two men came, right? These two men are angels, and they came to Lot. And this city is just full of sin. The city actually tells Lot, Lot, uh, bring out these two men so we can rape them. That's what the city says because they're full of sin. They just want to do sin. They desire sin. They enjoy sin. They want to live in it. They want to dwell in it. All right, but that's not what God wants for it. That's not what God wants for the city. And we're going to see what God does for the city, okay? So starting at verse 12, two men said to Lot, which were the two angels, do you have anyone else here, son-in-laws, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry of the Lord is against its people. It's so great that he has sent us to destroy it. That God sent them to destroy it. Because it is so evil. Man, when I see evil, I want to turn away. I wish it just wasn't even there. But God, he can really do that. He could take it out the picture like it's nothing. All right? He probably doesn't even need to snap his th fingers. He can just look at it and it'll blow up. I don't know. God would be dope like that. He'd be crazy like that. He'd cray-cray. Good cray-cray, though. All right? But 14, verse 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-law, who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, hurry and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. He has son in his son-in-laws thought he was joking. They took it as a joke. Yeah, no, I believe you. No, they don't believe him. All right. But Lot, Lot out of love, warned his son-in-laws. He warned his family. He warned the closest people to him. See, dude, it's about to get down. We need to get out of here. That's love right there. Right? Me telling you you're in sin and you need to get right with God, that's love right there. Verse 15, with the coming dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away with the city and punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and his wife's hand and of his two daughters and led them safely to the city, or out of the city. My apologies. 
But for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back. And don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you'll be swept away. The angel, you saw how many times the angels warned them? Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. It's about to be destroyed. Get out of here. You know, and some of them didn't want to listen. Some of them wanted to stay behind. And God does not want that from you. You should not want that for yourself. And we don't want that for you as leaders. And that's why we'll tell you the truth. That's why we'll say, man, bro, you need to get right with God. And some of you guys have this conversation pretty frequently where we tell you, hey, man, you got to stop doing X, Y, and Z, right, and get right with God. Some people get offended. Some people never come back. Other people will come back every once in a while. You tell them again, they still, they're still offended by it. They hold grudges. They hold grudges. Verse 18, now Lot said to them, no, my Lord, please, your servants have found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me and sparing my life, but I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to. It is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to them, very well, I will grant you t this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of and flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. The town is called Zor, which he wants to run to. And then 23, all right, this is one of my favorite parts, all right, because this is where God, God, God gets serious real quick, okay. By the time Lot reached Zor... The sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah. You could put up the picture, please. It's uh, the last slide on Elevate. And then I'll read the rest to you, okay? So, but if you're following along, then amen. You don't need to, you don't need to look at the screen, okay? We encourage Bibles. Okay, so he brought down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heavens. Thus he overthrew the cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living creatures in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. The angel said, don't look back. All right. Some of you, some of you, I'm so serious. I used to do this too. Well, we wouldn't want to look back. You know, we regret it. We go like, dang, man. Man, I want to go back. It was dope over there. I got to do anything I want. I want to go back. But we should not go back. We should not want to go back or look back. So in the image, all right? If you could put up the image real quick, I'm sorry. But look, at this is, this is Sodom and Gomorrah right here. God destroyed that like it was nothing. He could do that to Chicago. Chicago deserves God's wrath. But why, why hasn't it happened? We're going to answer that in just a little bit. We should not want to look back. Okay, it's kind of hard to see just because of the lights. This is Lot and his two daughters. For those of you that can see, that image is way better, all right? But I can't really bring that over here. But this is Lot running with his two daughters. And if you look over to the right a little bit, right here, a pillar of salt. Who is that? Lot's wife. She wanted to look back. She wanted to look back because she still had a desire in her heart for sin. She still had a desire to live in it. And what happened? Bam. Her life's gone. She messed up. And she ain't getting it back. She, she deserved wrath. 
Lot and his two daughters. They wanted God. They listened. They obeyed. They didn't look back. They continued to run. They continued to run. They didn't look back because they knew there was nothing there left for them. They wanted to separate themselves from sin. And thank God, I hope some of you guys are just like Lot and his daughters, running away and not looking back towards sin. And if you are, we're going to pray for you because we love you. Okay? But we should not have that desire. No one should be like Lot's wife, wanting to look back. Okay? There's nothing back there for you. The only thing that's back there is wrath. And if you don't want God's wrath, then you want his wrath, I guess. I can't really tell you anything about that. But we are going to continue to tell people. We are going to continue to warn people. So not too long ago when we went out evangelizing, I was with TJ, Jorge, and Cielo, and I believe Will. Well, TJ wasn't with us, but he was around us. And we're speaking with a Muslim man, and he was getting angry, saying, how, could, how, can, how, is, how is that right? He's telling people they're wrong. He's telling people they're going to go to hell for believing in this, that, X, Y, and Z. That's wrong. How can he do that? I guess we, we ended up talking to him, man. And we told him, he's doing it because he loves those people. So he's going to tell them the truth. He is not going to hold back. He's not going to satisfy your flesh. But he's going to tell you how it is. And if you don't like that, and you don't want to accept that, then the wrath of God will come towards you. And when TJ preaches like that, or when any of the leaders preach like that, they're going to do it out of love. You know, it may sound me, hey, man, you're going to go to hell, bro. But that is the truth. You're going to go to hell without God. And you need to get right with God. And I want you guys to ask yourself. You guys don't have to answer out loud, all right, because you guys might be embarrassed. But how many of you are looking back at sin and questioning it, saying, I want to go back? Or have a desire to go back. Think about it. Think about it. Because I don't want to. I don't know if you want to. But if you want to, bro, I'm going to finish my race. I'm not going to stop my race just so you continue running. Just so you don't want to continue running. There's been a bunch of people coming in and leaving. Saying they want to run a race, they start a race, but then yet they don't finish the race. And then other people, there's been other people where they're running their own race and they see that. They'd be like, let me help you up. And guess what? They never, they never run, finish the race. They stay behind with them. I don't want that for you. You need to finish your race. The race is, is tough. It feels tough. It's going to be tough. All right? The Bible doesn't say it's not going to be tough. But it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Right? When the devil attacks, we talked about this before. We're not, we're not going to know when it comes. It's just going to come. It's just going to come. you got to be ready for it. And I pray that you guys are ready for it. Because we, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. For all we know, Christianity might be illegal tomorrow. How many of you guys are going to turn away from God and say, I don't believe in God? You know, some of you guys already do that with your friends when you guys are just talking about what you believe in, you know, because you guys are afraid of what your friends are going to say. I used to be like this. I used to be afraid of what my friends used to say. I lost friends because I was a Christian at first. You know, I stopped cursing. They'd be like, Oscar, you changed, man. You changed because I wasn't cursing. You changed. Well, I guess I changed, you know. I lose fr you're going to lose friends. But guess what? I got good friends now, okay? I got TJ, I got Lawrence, I got Brian, I got Joseph, 
I got all the leaders in here, and then some of you guys that aren't leaders are my friends. You know, some of you guys are in one-on-one. Right? So my, like, the friends I had back then, they left me real quick. They don't care. They don't care. I don't even talk to most of them anymore. If anything, I, still, I only talk to three friends from elementary school. Everybody from high school and elementary school or even any other grade, I don't talk to any of them. They're all gone. The only thing I hear from them is, uh, you know, a comment when I got engaged to Cielo. Oh, congratulations. I don't even talk to you anymore, bro. <laughs> it's like all these people, all these people just start congratulating me when I don't even talk to them anymore. Because they live in sin, and I don't want to be a part of that. And then when I tell them, I tell them how they, their life is. He said, nah, bro, I just want to do me. Like I was talking to uh, our life group yesterday, and I was telling them how I was hanging out with a friend recently. And literally the way he lived in the world is so crazy. Because he started list, listing off all the drugs he ever tried. He goes like ecstasy, ecstasy um, acid, mushrooms, weed, you know. And then he talks about other drugs that he wants to try. I'm like, bro, are you serious, bro? And then he talks about how he, the way he steals from Target. You know, he tells me he switches labels so that way when he goes to checkout, things come out to like a dollar. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, dude, it's like, this is what you want to do with your life, bro? This is crazy. It's your, like, you do, you're living a messed up life. You know, and I tell him the gospel. You know, I told him the gospel. He was asking me what I believe in. I told him, I don't believe in that. You know, I believe that. I told him why I didn't support drugs. It doesn't make you sober-minded. You know, I told him, he started, and then after I was talking about the gospel, he started asking me questions. What does the Bible say about this? How do I get into heaven? And then when I started talking about it, because obviously when I, they start asking me questions like this, I start talking a lot, man. For those of you that don't know, I think the biggest thing I talk about is the hypostatic union. <laughs> I haven't talked about it yet until now. But, but yeah, after I was telling him about the gospel, his face changed, you know. I'm pretty, there was conviction in him. Did that change his life? I don't know. For all I know, he, he probably is doing weed today or tomorrow or maybe another day. But it's crazy because I did not expect that from him. And when we live in sin, when we're okay with a little bit of sin, you're going to want all sin. If you're okay with sin now, and that's crazy. If you're okay with abortion, then at some point you're going to be okay with rapists. Okay? You, we can't be okay with sin. Sin is a bad thing. And for those of you that are saying, I'm okay with abortion, but don't support rapists, all right, we'll see. We'll see how that works out in a couple years when you're still supporting sin. But no, man, this is out of love when I tell you, I don't want this for you. Especially for you guys. You guys are still at a young age. I mean, I'm not that old myself, but still, you know, I'm going to tell you right now. So that way, you guys don't have to backslide. So that guy, way, you guys want to give it up to God. I want the best for you. I don't want you guys to live in a city of Sodom and Gomorrah where it just gets destroyed by God's wrath. Okay? But guess what? We're about to talk about the good news, okay? All right? So, so you guys don't need to walk out now, all right? Because you guys are about to feel good right now, all right? Someone say good news. There you go. I was waiting for TJ to say <laughs> good news. Hughes over there. But, man, God is so good. And... There's a way where we don't, or we're justified, we're righteous, we're made righteous through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ made us righteous. And I want you guys to know that. Jesus Christ makes you righteous. And through him, you don't deserve wrath. But you can get mercy and grace. And that's a beautiful thing, because I got mercy and grace. And I want you guys to have it too. 
That's why I preach the gospel to you guys. That's why when we go out evangelizing, we tell you the gospel because we want you to have mercy and grace. We don't want you to live a lifestyle that is not meant for you, a lifestyle that will bring disaster. If you can go to Romans 6.23, and if you could op actually open up a second tab with Romans 5.9. Okay, so we're going to start off with Romans 6, all right? For the wages of sin is death. All right? The wages of sin is death. Go ahead and keep sinning. Look what it brings you. Death. But the free gift of God. God. It's free. Right? You don't have to work for it. All right? You guys don't need to get the highest score in Pac-Man just to get it. But it's free. The free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. In Christ Jesus. It's a free gift. For those of you that are struggling, don't struggle. Accept the free gift. That is how Jesus works, okay? He will give it to you for free. But here's the thing. When it comes to wanting something, taking something, there needs to be a desire to take the gift. It's a free gift. It's free. It's free 99. You don't have to work for it, okay? Some of you guys are, man... Some of you guys are overthinking it. Like, how do I get it, man? You guys are, like, making up a plan. It's like Rat Trap over here. Or what's that game called? Is it called Rat Trap? Oh, I don't know. It's that board game. You know what I'm talking about? Mousetrap. I got a Rat Trap. <laughs> mousetrap, okay? It's not like a mousetrap where you have to do the most complicated thing to earn it, right? It's easy, okay? And I want you guys to get it, Okay? For those of you struggling, I'm telling you, we'll walk you through it. Or if you have more questions or if you feel bad because of your sin, man, I feel bad for you. But in Romans 5, 9, okay, it says this. Since we now have been justified by his blood. I'm going to say Jesus' blood. Since we have now been justified by Jesus' blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Through him. Nothing else. Nothing else. All right? There's no other way. There's no other way. All right? This is not like being a Buddhist or a Muslim. You know, it's not like all these different religions where people believe that, hey, you can do whatever religion you want. You're, you're going to get through heaven that, that way. They believe that there's multiple paths, you know. Da -da 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 -da. No, it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. It's only through one person. It's through Christ Jesus. Through Jesus. You cannot do it on your own. If you do it on your own, guess what? Death. Right? If you let, if you let Ray Ray help you out, guess what? Death. Ray Ray ain't going to help you. Right? Jerry ain't going to help you. Right? No one's going to help you but Jesus Christ. And if you don't want to give it up through Jesus Christ, then all right. Watch where it gets you. Watch where it gets you. And I already told you where it's going to get you. And let me tell you again. It brings death. It brings God's wrath on you. It better be quiet because you guys feel bad. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, man, I want the best for you guys. I want the best for you guys. And every leader here at Elevate wants the best through you guys. Because some of us, has gone, we've gone through crazy things. Some of us have gone through crazy things. You know, I didn't, like, grow up in a, a, a home with, like, game bangers or anything. Or I didn't grow up smoking weed. You know, I grew up. With a background of believing in Catholicism, you know, I grew up in it. You know, I didn't know, I didn't really know what I believed in. You know, because my mom and dad followed it, 
you know, I followed in their footsteps. I was a, I was a follower, man. I was a follower, literally. And then when my dad wasn't in my life, guess who I followed next? I followed my oldest brother. You know, when I saw that he got praises, so I'm all like, man, he's getting praised. Maybe I should do the same thing he's doing. You know, we went to the same elementary school. He, goes, he went to Lane Tech. I'm like, man, maybe I should go to Lane Tech. I went to Lane Tech. He went to uh, DeVry, and then he went to Wright. And guess what? I told myself, man, maybe I should go to DeVry and then Wright. <laughs> like, literally, I was a follower. I followed whatever I saw because I thought that, that's what was it for me, you know. I didn't think nothing else to it. I didn't think there was anything else. I thought I was going to live my life. I was going to do me. And then I didn't know what could have happened after that. Maybe I would have done drugs with my friends. You know, maybe I would have became a game banger. You know, some of the people from elementary school that I still know, you know, I know them. I don't talk to them, though. A lot of them became game bangers. A lot of them became addicted to drugs. You know, and then the other ones, I don't, I don't know. I don't talk to them. I don't care. Well, I don't care like that, but I care enough to let them know the gospel if I see them, bro. Because some of them, I, you know, I brought them to Elevate. I told them what the gospel was, and they didn't stick around. I was the only one that stuck around. And it's life is tough. We are going to lose friends. There's going to be times where you feel lonely, but don't, because it's all through Jesus Christ. If I could have Lawrence to the keys, please. It's hard. It's hard. Well, it feels hard. It's not hard. It feels hard because, you know, you feel like no one's there for you. I feel like my dad wasn't there for me. So I look to my brothers. I look to my friends. Uh, that's where I learned my lines from. That's how I learned how to curse. That's how I learned that, you know, pornography was okay. You know, but I didn't have nothing for my life. Everything that I was doing was just going to lead me to death. And then to hell. And I, don't want, I didn't want that for my life. When I first came to Elevate, I told you, like I told you, I was 13. And I heard the gospel. And I turned away. And because I knew better, I deserved more wrath than anybody else that didn't know the gospel. Because I already knew the truth. All right? And then a lot of you guys already know the truth. And I'm just letting you know, if you turn away from God, God is going to give you wrath like no tomorrow. Like, Ray Ray has never heard the gospel, but God's going to give it to you worse because you know better. It's like disciplining a child. When a child does something wrong, you don't, you don't discipline them right away. You know, you tell them, hey, no, you can't do this. That's not good. And then if they do it again, then at some, they're going to get disciplined at some point because they know better. You guys know better. But not only this, not is it only through Jesus Christ, not only is it through his blood that we are righteous, but it makes us holy. It makes us new. For you 101ers, one of our memory verses, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. There's no looking back. There's no looking back. There's, there's only two options, okay? It's not looking back. It's either God or wrath. I don't even call it looking back. It's God or wrath. What do you want? What do you want? If I can have the altar workers please come up. What do you want? I do not want this for you. 
and no leader here or pastor or anybody here wants you to get wrath because you deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve the wrath of God. Chicago deserves the wrath of God. We deserve it, but through Jesus Christ, bam, no more. I, no more I deserve the wrath. But I had to follow Jesus. I had to give him everything. Like I said, people are not going to like you because of what you believe in, which is Jesus Christ. Because, you know, they don't want to live that standard. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family. And, you know, I've lost friends, like I said. You know, I've had family members die. You know, not too long ago, like two months ago, my cousin, he died uh, at gunpoint. They were trying to kidnap him. They put up a fight, so they killed him. Like, literally, it was like two months ago. And then, of course, when I got COVID, you know, back then, you know, I don't have it no more, all right? So don't get scared. But um, I gave it to my mom. I gave it to my brother. And, uh, you know, they got angry with me. They, you know, they don't want me going out. They don't want me being around them. And, you know, I would hear it consistently for almost every day. It's your fault. It's your fault. And then my brother, it's your fault. I should I should effing beat you up for this. You know, he was by his room. I was by my room. He's like, go to your room. You know, and I wasn't taking it from him. I'm like, no, bro. It's like, you need to calm down, bro. You go to work not wearing a mask. You're going to get it eventually. And then he tried fighting me. And ever since then, we've been on bad terms. So I don't really, I don't really, we don't really have a relationship like that anymore. You know, I don't want you guys to put it in the world and try to get something out of the world because the world will give you nothing. If I could have everybody please stand up. The world will give you nothing if you're trying to get something out of it not going to find anything. You might get temporary satisfaction for like two seconds. And I know that because I, I've lived in the world. You know, I get you get temporary satisfaction. After that, you feel like, man, it's like, why, why did I even do that? I still feel the same. I'm still lonely. But Jesus Christ not only gives you comfort, he not only gives you love, he gives you mercy, he gives you wisdom, he gives, you, he gives you the leaders here at uh, Metro Praise that will walk you through it, that will do one-on-one with you and teach you right from wrong. Some of you say, I don't, I don't need them teaching me right from wrong. I already know that, but some of you guys don't. Some of you guys just suppress it, you know? So it's like, you guys will be like, oh, weed's okay, you know? Does, I'm not addicted. Well, yeah, I've seen people addicted to it. Don't tell me that. But... You guys need to just give it up. Give it all up. And Jesus will bless you above and beyond of what you expected. God is, like, the fact that I'm up, I'm up here is such a blessing. Because me, me, when I was 13, I would have never thought I was going to be up here at the age of 22, you know, preaching to you guys, giving you guys the word. Man, but God has done wonders in my life, and I'm so thankful. For those of you that are saved and do know the truth, some of you guys can relate. Some of you do relate. You're just so thankful. Like I said, life is not easy. It's tough sometimes. It's tough for me. 
you think it's easy having a relationship with my mom and brother like that? The only person that accepted me in the household during that time when I did have it was my oldest brother. He was understanding. He was graceful, man. He gave me, he gave me a type of comfort. He couldn't give me all comfort because it was only through Jesus, man. And talking through my brothers and sisters in Christ, like Rudy Salt. Rudy Salt is such an amazing leader, man. Like, I would always be thankful for him. And I tell him, man, I'm thankful for your life. I'm thankful, man. And I would, it would bring tears to my eyes because it's just like, he has the love of God. And he's showing me what the love is by loving me. And during this time, during the altar call, I want you guys to come up for prayer, man, because some people, some people just suppress the idea of them not needing God or thinking that they are in God just because they come to elevate. Coming to elevate does not make you saved. It does not make you a Christian. All right? Like, anybody could fill up these seats. Anybody could fill up these seats. This empty seat, I could fill it up. All right? If you don't want it, then someone else will want it. Let us bow our heads. Let's, let's just give it up all into God. If you could lead us in a beautiful song, Lord. you guys to just think these altar workers are here just to stand here and look good okay these altar workers are here to walk you through it i know some of you have been through a rough week or a rough day and think it's okay i can just brush it off i'll be good on my own but they're here to walk you through it to teach you to correct you rebuke and encourage you because i could i could pray a prayer dismissal right now and so many people just walk out, you know. If you want prayer, then okay, someone else wants it. But give it up onto the Lord when we worship. We, we give this time for you guys, for you guys. We don't, like I said, we don't stand here just to stand here and say that we did something at the end of the day here at Elevate are so loving. Some of them have stuck around for so long, like Lawrence right here. He's stuck around ever since I first came to Elevate. Ten years he's been here. And he's been faithful with the Lord. He has not turned away. He has not looked back like so many of us did. Like I did. But he's looked towards the Lord. And it's such an encouragement just to see where he's at today. He's a deacon. He's an SUM. He's about to graduate. He's married. He has a, he has a child on the way. 
That's a, that's, that's a living testimony right there. That's a testimony. Cielo's a testimony. Joseph's a testimony on what God can give you. But don't come up here just because you want something out of it. So many people are like that too. When something wrong in their life happens, they, they start playing, oh, God, it's like my girlfriend broke up with me today. No. You should want to come to God. Every day when I pray to God, I pray with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. God, thank you, God. Thank you for the air I breathe. Thank you for the bed I sleep in. Thank you for a nation that is so free that I get to worship you without being scared. Unlike places across the sea where they can't even say the name of Jesus because then they will get arrested or persecuted. We've been put to death. Be thankful. Be thankful. Some of you guys regret what you have. I'm thankful that even though my dad couldn't be around growing up, that I still had a mother around. I'm thankful that she was able to buy me clothes, that she was able to feed me. Because some people have neither parents, neither of them. But yet they still worship God. These altar workers are here to pray with you. But I'm going to go ahead and give a prayer of dismissal. And if you have any questions for me or anybody else, just ask us. Or if you need anything in your life, ask us. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Be faithful with little and you'll be given much. God will bless you. Don't think he'll just leave you in the dirt. Let us close our eyes and bow our heads. Lord, I just give, give you thanks, God, for the opportunity, God, to preach at Elevate, God. God, for coming into the doors, God, when I was 12 years old, God, about to turn 13. Never did I think that I was going to be up here preaching, God. Maybe I had the thought, Lord, but I never thought that, God. Because when I first came to Elevate, it was for video games. Ridiculous. I came for something, God. I came for something, but I got something else out of it. I got the love of God. And I was regretful, Lord. And I just asked for forgiveness, God, in that area, God, because I was regretful at that time. But I thank you, God, that I went to Bible college. I'm thankful that I get to spend time with everybody here, Lord. Old or new, young or older, God, that I get to experience the love of God with them, that I get to feel the spirit, that I get to move in the atmosphere. I pray, God, that the youth, God, just took in as much as they can, God. I pray, God, if they didn't take notes, I pray that they listen to the message once again, God, and take notes. But we thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord, and we obey you, Lord. It's in your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen.